let go of your expectations. An imperfect, interrupted meditation is better than no meditation at all. So don't wait for the perfect moment with the perfect pillow and no one else in the house and a sense of relaxation. Allow your meditation practice to be imperfect, just like you and just like life. Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. Have you ever asked your challenges, what are you here to teach me? I wonder what they'd have to say. Well, I believe that our challenges contain gifts, often in the form of greater clarity and life purpose. Welcome back to episode 176 on The Lucy Liu Show. My guest today, Floor, also has the same belief as me. Using her experience of living with chronic pain, she is helping others to see that happiness isn't an imaginary place free of disappointment, regret, insecurity, or any other uncomfortable emotion. In contrast, real happiness is the ability to live wholeheartedly alongside our challenges and to learn from them. Let's welcome Floor Chambers, multi-award-winning meditation teacher, best-selling author, and creator of the Happy Habit app with over 2 million downloads in 45 countries. She is helping people say yes to their entire lives. So let's hear her story. Welcome to the show, Floor. Thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you because we believe in so many of the same things. Absolutely. So to start, is it okay for you to share with us your lowest point in life? I think my lowest point was before I had a diagnosis of fibromyalgia, which is a chronic pain condition. So for about seven years, I lived with this mysterious pain that moved all around my body. And so before I realized what that was, I felt pretty confused pretty alone. And there'd been a lot of grief and loss as I just ticked a whole lot of things off my list that I could no longer do. I could no longer cook. I could no longer drive. I could no longer play sport. I could no longer have people over without feeling anxious, play with my kids. So I think that was the low point physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And is there no cure for this condition? There's no medical cure. And so when I finally found a specialist to offer me a name for my condition, he said, there's no pill you can take. There's no cure. All you can do is change your relationship to the pain. And so that's what I then set upon doing and have managed to do over about a four or five year period. Mm. And you are a meditation teacher now. Has meditation helped you with your health diagnosis? Yes. Meditation and mindfulness has been the number one tool I've used to change my response to pain. So I was already a meditation teacher. And I think in many ways, that's why I was able to digest the the diagnosis that he gave me. Leaning into meditation felt like something that I could do with my whole heart. And that's what I did. Yeah. So many people have trouble starting with meditation because they think they need a quiet mind in order to meditate. And oftentimes they just 
never get around having a quiet mind so they don't get to meditation. I remember when I first started meditation, I really had trouble just meditating for one minute. And I think my initial goal was just just for three minutes. And that was really a long stretch goal for me already at the time. And it's it's a lot easier for me now for a 20-minute meditation. Would you agree with me if I said that you don't need a quiet mind to start meditating? A hundred percent, Lucy, I would agree with you. And it's really interesting. You think that meditation is out there in the mainstream community. It's in yoga studios. You can do it at the gym. You can do it online. But there is still huge misunderstandings about meditation. If I had a dollar for every time someone said to me, I'd love to meditate, but I have a busy mind, I'd, I'd be a millionaire. So the idea of meditation is not to stop your thoughts. The idea is to notice your thoughts and not get pulled in. So when I first started meditating um, and I did mantra-based meditation, just repeating a phrase, it was interesting because the same thoughts kept on coming in and I'd be like, oh, I've really been obsessing about that conversation I've had with a friend or I'm really micromanaging the details of tomorrow. And so it's awareness. So you're not so caught up in the thoughts. It's not about stopping them. It's about realizing that you're having them and then breathing some space in. So I can be like, hmm, don't think I feel like obsessing about tomorrow. I'll just let a little bit of space come in, or I could be a little bit more kind to myself about that conversation that didn't go so well. So it's lessening the reactivity and the trance that we get in and really identifying what some of our thinking habits are. And that can be a beautiful gift when you first start meditating. You can realize, oh, wow, I'm really in the habit of being hard on myself. I'm really in the habit of replaying a conversation that didn't go to plan. I'm really in the habit of worrying about tomorrow. Um, And the more you get to know your thinking habits, the more you can create space. So that's an awesome thing when you first start meditating. Yes, beautifully said. So the more messy your mind is, the more you actually need meditation in your life, right? Absolutely. And there's no perfect way to meditate. Um, I can be interrupted four or five times, just like we don't need a quiet mind. We also don't need a quiet house. So I can meditate with three kids, a dog, a husband, a phone, dinner on the stove, whatever. And you can be interrupted and that's okay. So when an interruption comes, just like a thought, you're like, okay, here's a child coming in, asking me where their socks are, Here's someone else telling me they're hungry and I come back, come back to your breath, come back to your beating heart and come back to this moment. So it's not about never being interrupted. It's about how quickly and with how much grace and ease can you come back. And it's the coming back that actually strengthens our muscles for awareness. Yes. And I think in today's world, in the pandemic age, the new normal life, we have so much change and uncertainty going on. 
you need meditation in your life even more. How do you think meditation helps people cope with uncertainty and change? Well, I think life is always changing. Everything is impermanent. And the pandemic has just really put that in high definition. But even before the pandemic, we never had any control. Um, It's just become very, very clear now. So when we meditate, I think we're able to be this grounded, stable presence amidst the change. So, for example, you can notice change in sounds that you can hear, change in body sensations, change in your breath, your chest rising and falling. And so you become more comfortable with the idea that life is always changing, but you can still connect with this deeper, more grounded part of you. And I think when you practice that in small moments in meditation, then when a big change comes like job loss, grief, financial insecurity, you've already flexed your muscles of sort of feeling safe in the unknown and then you can take that out into life. Yes, I love that. Uncertainty is the true certainty that we always had. It's the only certainty we have in life. And it just took the pandemic to really highlight that and for us to learn the lesson that it has always been there. Absolutely. And if we can start with small things, I mean, you can take a walk in the morning and notice what season you're in. You can see the flowers in spring. You can notice the leaves falling in autumn. Nature's always changing, but that doesn't feel stressful. That doesn't make us anxious. So there are little ways we can become more aware of change and become more comfortable with it. And I think nature or using your senses is a really powerful way to start that practice. Yeah. So meditation is a habit right? And then your app is called The Happy Habit. How did you start this app? So I started this app because I was no longer able to teach face-to-face because of my chronic pain. So I decided how could I still teach, still create, still support the community, but in a way that felt safe for my body. And so an app seemed like a great thing to do, but I developed this framework. So When I learned to respond to my pain um, and realised that I could actually be happy whilst being in pain, I thought maybe other people could experience this too. And not just physical pain, emotional pain, pain of your kids not being happy, financial pain, disappointment, grief, loss, whatever, we've all got challenges. And so I developed this 10 pathways framework for happiness that actually lasts. And it's about happiness being your ability to walk wholeheartedly alongside your challenges, not just relentlessly strive for this magical place that never appears. And so the happy habit um, walks you through these 10 pathways and you can explore them in four-minute meditations, in 30-day courses, 
in music, in journaling. And the idea is we're putting ourselves back in the driver's seat because so often life says you'll be happy when you've lost a few kilos. You'll be happy when you've paid off 10% of your mortgage. You'll be happy when the kids can make their own breakfast. And so we strive towards this happiness. And so the Happy Habit app really allows you to work out what in the moment would make me happy. Would a bit of gratitude make me happy? Would I feel happier if I was calmer, if I could soften the stress? Would I feel happy if I explored my purpose and what that felt like? So these 10 pathways are avenues that you can explore to really get in touch with what would make you uniquely happy in the moment. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it because so many of us, we always connect happiness with another factor right? You can fill in the blank. I will be happier when blank happens. And happiness actually is not connected to another contributing factor. It's a way of your living. It's a decision you make. It's a lifestyle that you choose to live. And it's made up from these tiny habits, your daily habits. So check out the happy habit. It's an amazing app. And Before we go, what advice would you give someone who wants to develop a meditation habit? What's your top tip? Let go of your expectations. An imperfect, interrupted meditation is better than no meditation at all. So don't wait for the perfect moment with the perfect pillow and no one else in the house and a sense of relaxation allow your meditation practice to be imperfect, just like you and just like life. Oh, I love this. And bring your kids along. My daughter started meditating with me as far as I can remember, maybe two years old. So as long as she can sit with you or even crawl with you, have her around, have him around, have them around, right? You're showing by example. And I think The biggest thing that helped me when I had a messy mind was when I closed my eyes, I just envisioned a blank piece of paper or a blank book or blank canvas, right? You're the story writer, you're the author, and you get to fill in those pages. So while you're meditating, imagine a blank canvas and start from there. I love that. I might have to weave that into a meditation. I I really got that strong visual and I got a full shiver down my spine. I love that. Imagining and asking the question, how would you like to fill those pages? Because we get to actually choose what we pay our attention to and what we let go. So I love that. I will take that image of the blank book with me today. Thank you. (laughs) It has helped me so much. Well, Thank you for all your wisdom, Floor. Is there a favorite quote that you go by in life? I really enjoy this quote. When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. I just think that's so powerful. That's not toxic positivity. It's just this willingness to see things with fresh eyes and knowing that when we do, they actually change. Absolutely. I love that quote too. It's all about perspective. It certainly is. 
Beautiful. So if you're listening, make sure you have the happy habit on your phone. And where else can we connect with you? On Instagram as well, the happy habit with Fleur Chambers. I'm always popping on there doing some micro meditations and offering small um, hacks for happiness. So that's a lovely place to connect, but certainly download the Happy Habit app. It's free for as long as you like, and there's infinite opportunities to feel happier. Yay. I feel happier speaking with you already. (laughs) Thanks so much. Have a happy day, everyone. Thanks, Lucy. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal-setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 